How much commission should you charge your group benefits client? My name is Yafa Sakaja, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. I get asked all the time, what is a fair commission to charge a client? And the answer is never straightforward. Um, nothing really is straightforward in health insurance. So um, in Canada, we have something called the crown scale. And anybody who has been selling insurance for a long time in Canada, especially benefits, knows that crown scale was introduced by insurance companies to say, okay, look, we'll pay you 10% of the first $10,000 of premium, then 8% of the next part, and 6% of the next part it keeps going all the way down to 2% of the last um, or of the next $100,000 and more of premiums. So what does this work out to? Well, it effectively worked out to a flat 10% for small groups. I would define a small group as like 10 or 20 people or employees in that group and all the way to a flat one or 2% for a very large group. So a very large group would be a group that spends in the millions of dollars for premiums. So you're talking hundreds, if not thousands of employees that work for that company. Um, I'm always shocked though, at how big of a range there really is. Cause while crown scale is what was introduced by the insurance companies, because we don't have any law in Canada, um, regulating how much should be charged. Uh, it really is the wild west and there was an attempt to self-regulate. So I'll just give you a tiny bit of history before I talk about the technical details, but, the CLHIA, which stands for the Canadian Life and Health Insurers Association, had come up with a proposal, Guideline 19, we call it G19. It's quashed now. But effectively, what they tried to do was they tried to say, hey, guys and ladies and everybody, um, we think that the government is going to legislate how much commission insurance agents can charge. So therefore, before they do that, let's go ahead and self-regulate. Self-regulating always sounds nicer because that means that it's not the law. It's, it's a self-regulation. So let's try our best to police each other. It failed. And the big reason why it failed is because when insurance companies came up with G19, they said their solution to commission disclosure to clients, because it is important that your clients know how much you make from a, you know, you're talking about Canadians money. Transparency is important. Um, fiduciary responsibilities are critical in building trust. But what the Canadian insurers d developed was they said, okay, let's, uh, m send a letter to the client directly telling them how much the broker makes in a dollar figure. And that caused harm in the broker community, not harm, but, um, upset. And the main reason was not because they would be upset that the client would know how much they make. No, that's not it. Um, most people are actually comfortable with what they make and comfortable telling with their, their clients what they make. And most people can figure it out. However, they were upset that it would not level the playing field between the independent advisor and the insurance company because they said most insurance companies in Canada still have a direct sales force, meaning they have employees on staff that work for ABC Life Co that sell the product and exclusively sell that insurance company's product. And they make a, a base salary and maybe they make a bonus. Maybe they get a couple sports tickets or a few more extra days off, or maybe a, a trip if they did really well. But, um, the, the in, independent advisor said to insurers, well, are you going to do the same thing for your staff? And the insurers said, well, no, because our staff make a, make what they make. Like they're not making commission. So 
this just, you know, I'm just going to like fast forward like four years worth of um, (laughs) fighting and arguing into bottom line, it didn't pass. So whether the provincial regulators, the provincial financial regulators in Canada decide to regulate this or not is still up for debate. In the meantime, I'm always shocked that there are some really small groups that pay very little in commission. Some pay zero to 3% commission on a company that has 20 employees. Um, As a dollar figure, you're talking that's like a few hundred dollars a year, which, you know, pretty much covers like the gas that it would take you to drive to that client and back maybe once or twice a year. Um, and then I'm on the flip side, I'm also like Florida, we get some requests to quotes in where we have some of, of our advisors trying to dislodge the incumbent using our product at Beneplant. And they're saying, Hey, the incumbent is charging a flat 10% on a company that has 800 employees. And so that could be a hundred thousand dollar annual commission. And if you ask, sometimes you ask the client, like, do you know who your broker is? And they're like, no, we don't know who our broker is. So you think, wow, that's absurd. Like, how can people get away with that? So how much commission should you charge your clients knowing that you're able to dictate to the insurer how much you're charging and also knowing that it isn't the law for you to tell your client up front how much you make in a dollar figure. It's encouraged and it's required, but, you know, by and large, people are not doing it in an explicit way. So number one, how much should you charge? I, I've looked at our whole block of business. The average commission that the Beneplan advisor, meaning an advisor, an independent advisor who sells the Beneplan products along with other products, the average, average, average commission we make is we pay them is 6.5% flat. So now knowing that we have a lot of small, medium businesses, we're not a very, very large, um, shop. I think 6.5% is really representative of what I see in the market. I see a lot of people asking for flat 10, sorry, sorry, no, not flat 10, flat five, six, seven, eight. It does get into the flat tens once you get to smaller groups, but you know, when does it stop making sense to the client? And I say, well, think about tax first. Why do clients even hire us? Why do they even hire an insurance company? Why don't they just pay their employees claims directly? So putting aside the fact that it's insurance, um, well, the non-insurance items like dental, dental is, yes, it's insurance, but like you could argue that 70 to 80% of the premium really isn't insurance. They're just recurring expenses that happen every year, rain or shine. So why do companies do this? Well, it's because the CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency has decided that any business can write off premiums from their, from their business, from their expenses. Um, however, they cannot write off claims. So a business cannot pay a claim directly for an employee. You can't just write a check to an employee for a hundred dollars for a dental visit because that, well, you can, but that hundred dollars becomes taxable income to the employee. However, if you give a hundred dollars to ABC company through a benefit plan, and then that company gives $90 minus their $10 fee to the employee to reimburse them for the dentist, that $90 is not taxable in the employee's hands. So given that the average Canadian is most likely in an effective tax bracket of 30%, some people are higher, some people are lower, let's just say it's 30% taxes, um, it doesn't make sense for the plan sponsor or employer to pay more than 30% in total frictional costs, meaning total fees and taxes, because why would you? 
if you're going to save, if you're going to save the employee like 30% on average of income taxes by doing this way, then it makes sense to pay less than 30% in the fees and commissions that you're, and you know, insurance company costs that you're paying. Um, I do see there are some small companies that pay up to 40%. So if you ever listen to that episode in this podcast called what is target loss ratio, that breaks it down. That explains how I get to the 40%, but that it kind of then breaks down the relationship. And while some clients might still be happy to pay 40%. Maybe there's a 10% convenience fee because they don't need to get into the business of, well, what medicines are my employees taking? And maybe they want that convenience, but it, it just, it doesn't really make sense. You've got to look at, well, what's the lowest fee or what, AKA the highest target loss ratio you can get your insurer to charge on your client. Let's say that's 15%. And okay. Knowing the they're doing a lot of the work. If you're an independent advisor, adding five to 10% on top is a reasonable thing. I would never, ever suggest you go more than 10%. And I always think it's important for you to calculate how much that is in a dollar figure and feel like, do you feel comfortable looking your client in the eye and saying, I make $35,000 off of your plan every year. And this is how much work I I do for it. Like if you're comfortable looking them in the eye and saying that, that's great. But if you feel off about it and that's okay, I mean, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell your mom, you can look in the mirror and make eye contact yourself and you know the truth, only you know the truth. Um, maybe it's something you want to think about. So um, I would say flat 5% is always a safe place to be depending upon how much work you're doing, depending upon how large the group is. Also, depending upon if you have an intermediary, an intermediary could be an MGA, a managing general agent, or a TPA like me, uh, Beneplan is a third-party administrator who do a lot of the back office work. I know that some MGAs charge 1%, some MGAs charge 4%. Some TPAs charge 3%, some TPAs charge 6%. So that makes a difference too. Like if you're selling the policy and you're outsourcing the rest of the work to an MGA, your client's not going to see that an MGA exists. They're just going to see, oh, well, Yaffa's making 10% commission. They're not going to know that like maybe there's another 4% going to the MGA to do all of that work. So, you know, I think it's always better to err on the lower side Given that group benefits is recurring revenue commission to you, what you want to do or what I like to do is, you know, reduce your commission as much as possible, still make a profit. I mean, you still need to pay the fair market cost of your time and earn a livelihood that allows you to do what you need to do to support you and your family. But it never has to be so much that you risk losing the client. Thanks. <laughs> I've seen people lose clients overcharging too much commission. So trying to shove like 10, 12% commission on a hundred life group that's ASO is not the way to keep your client long-term. Charging, um, starting with a 4% flat commission for a 50 life group is a little low, 
But if you know that 50 life group is growing and they're going to be a 500 life group and you want to get ahead of that because you know there's a ton of competition for those groups is a good idea. What's an even better idea is starting to shave your commission off throughout the years. Uh, Beneplan does this too. I mean, we are, if we're charging, let's say flat 5% on a group and we see that they've grown and at renewal time, especially if they've had growth and change in the management, um, we like to tell the advisor, Hey, go ahead and take 50 basis points off of our fee as a good faith gesture to the company. We still make greater revenue over time as they're adding employees. That's still good, but it's important that you're getting ahead of that, um, with the internet, with transparency of communications, this stuff is going to come out even more. And as every provincial regulator starts to wake up from their sleeping beauty, sleepy slumber, no disrespect, if you're listening from FISRA, you know who you are. Um, it's possible that governments might legislate this. We saw this in the U.S. with um, the Affordable Care Act. Some people call it Obamacare. But we saw that it was legislated as to how much profit an insurance company could make. Like the medical expense ratios were suddenly... 85% for large companies and 80% for small companies. And guess what? Like your commission is part of that calculation. So I think it's really important that you build sustainable long-term business so that you can sleep peacefully at night. If you want to know specifically on a specific group, if you want me to take a look at it and give you advice as to how much commission you think you should charge, feel free to send me an email. My email is yaffa at benaplan.ca and I love to hear from advisors. So Thanks so much for listening and good luck growing your book of business.